You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. All right, everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. The, uh, the dirtiest of the dirty. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Roman, the Fantasy Fish. What's up, Josh? What's up, y'all? Hey, so uh, we were very, very wrong about Troutman and Etienne, apparently. <laughs> God damn it. I'm, yeah, apparently uh, if you get carted off, it's less serious than if you're somewhat walking around on the sidelines. What's funny is uh, on Fantasy Twitter today, I was seeing a bunch of stuff like, Ooh, this is why you draft late, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hey, there is no offseason when it comes to Dynasty, my friend. No, there's not. Now, redraft redraft people, you're fine. But for us Dynasty folk out there, it's uh, huge. I mean, it, you know, the thing, as disappointing as this for fantasy, it's just sad for real life football, too. Because it's he was so he was actually one of the most productive college running backs of all time, period. I think he scored in every single football game he played in. And, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence in there. Did they play together in college? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he got yeah, his college quarterback back. I mean, I was really looking forward to that, seeing that offense because, I mean, it sucks if you have, if you're a Robinson owner, but it, it I thought it would have been fun. And, and I was really looking forward to it. And I just, I hope he, had, I hope he's healthy. I mean, that Liz Frank injury is sometimes no joke. Like, I think it derailed Le'Veon Bell's career. Um, it also hurt. Uh, it hurt Carlos Hyde really, really bad when he was in San Francisco. He was dealing with that as well. Yeah, but he had some pretty good fantasy relevant years, didn't he? No, he did. He he recovered from it. I mean, this it's proof. It's proof in the pudding that it can be dealt with and handled. He's on the same roster as Etienne is as Etienne is now, so he can help him out. I mean, the saving grace, uh, fish. Before the show started, we were talking about it. Etienne's. 22 or 21 or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember. He's young though. Yes. I mean, he's, he's young. He'll be, I mean, like I said, I pray, I pray he's healthy long-term, you know, you, you don't want to lose a talent like that, but you know, Hey, it, this is exactly why we said it before you have IR spots, put them in your IR. I mean, in redraft, don't, don't, you know, obviously don't waste your pick, but your dynasty, if you're a keeper, whatever IR spot, it is what it is. Just take it on the chin and move on. Although Robinson owners rejoice and be glad. Uh, he's 22. 22. Yeah, see, he's a young man. He just turned 22 in January, so. I mean, I, so. Guess, not, I guess that's not just. It's August, but. All right, so I guess uh, moving on, I guess we'll just dive right into the news. Noah Font, tight end, is dealing with a leg issue. Apparently, uh, Vic Fangio says it's nothing to be serious I guess he jammed his leg and he was seen wearing a uh, leg sleeve, but I don't know. I don't, that's probably nothing to really, is that news or is that noise? Falls under the noise category for me until they give an actual, this is what it is. Fish, your, your fruition's coming true. It looks like Jameis Winston is the quote leader of the clubhouse and he's going to be the new, new Orleans starting quarterback, uh, according to Ian Rappaport. So, that that news or is that noise? I mean, it could be news. Sean Payton didn't announce it, so maybe it's not technically news yet. But Rappaport's usually right, and I just think that that's going to be what the decision is in the long run. So I think you can, if you're drafting soon, move forward with that in mind. I don't think he's going to be a QB1, so I don't know if you're really looking to draft him still unless you want two quarterbacks. I mean, I, I love I love Winston and obviously Superflex. I, I like him as a, a bench stash in Dynasty because I kind of want to see if he's matured a bit from his Tampa Bay days because, you know, Rome, you are talking about it last episode, I believe, where, you know, he threw for 5,000 yards, but he threw like 50 interceptions or whatever it was. was 30, it 30? 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he also doesn't have the superstar wide receivers that he had in Tampa Bay that year. So true. You're telling me Marquez Callaway is not a superstar. <laughs> well, he maybe, is now. 
He's just a hot thing right now because he made a couple of one-handed catches and all that shit, man. He wears number know, one. I'm, I'm still worried just about that offense in general, man. I like, I get it. Jameis Winston looked good, but it just, it, I feel like it hurts the other guys that are there. It hurts Kamara. Yeah. I think it hurts Thomas, other than all the damage he's done to himself with the relationship that he has. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like I, I, I like Kamara if Winston's the quarterback. I didn't like Kamara as much if uh, Hill was the quarterback. Because, I mean, they there was a stat they showed in the – Winston started, like, what, three, four games for the Saints, and uh, Hill had three or four games. You know, Kamara was, like, the running back, like, 30 with Hill and then a running back top 14 with, with Winston. And one thing that Rome did mention was Winston doesn't check down that much. And I was thinking about that the other night after the podcast, and I was – just thinking, like, will he really lose a lot of targets? Sean Payton will design pass plays to Kamara. Yeah. So he'll still get those targets. Unless Jameis Winston's that terrible decision maker where he doesn't go with the design play, which I don't think he would do. I don't know, man. Have you seen those Winston offseason workout videos? Yeah, I've seen them do some shit. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, moving on, Daryl Henderson took part in 11-on-11 11 11 drills in a non-contact jersey. Just kind of an update from the thumb thing. We said it was probably noise. Looks like it is noise. Um, I guess still something to keep an eye on. I mean, if the the if he does have damage to the thumb that's serious, you know, it ruins your pass-catching ability. So just keep an eye on that. Travis Etienne, unfortunately, went on the IR. Now, they did say... It's the type of IR where they had the choice to either, uh, you know, basically give him the red shirt season or he could come back after like September or something, but he probably wouldn't be ready by then. And they need to cut down the roster to 53 sooner than later. So it's easier to just give him the year off and just hope he stays healthy and hope for the best. So sad. I don't like any of that. Uh, Julio Jones participated in Tuesday's walkthrough and took part in individual drills. You know, it's funny. Um, AJ Brown coming off knee surgeries. Julio Jones is always taking veterans days off. I think just saying that they take days off. I think that's going to be the narrative for Tennessee all year. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what Julio does. That's what AJ Brown was doing last year. Uh, He's not even a veteran. He was just the only guy and he's always banged up. They've got days off. That's what's going to happen, man, especially with Julio. Yeah. Uh, to update Troutman, New Orleans football's Nick Underhill reports that Troutman has avoided serious leg injury. Uh, Troutman's going to see a specialist to get an exact timeline, but the initial belief is that it is a minor injury. So I'm guessing it was one of those things maybe where just it hurt, and he was in extreme pain at the time. And, you know, yeah. don't risk it, cart him off. But. Yeah, it's also the biggest thing with that is Troutman was already kind of a flyer of a tight end pick and if he's going to miss weeks just don't pick him and see if you can pick him up off the waivers when he comes back if you have the capacity to do so mm-hmm. yeah um oh kind of a teaser for a guy a guy that i love later uh robbie anderson wide receiver the carolina panther signed a two-year 29 and a half million dollar extension which signs him through his age you know it's crazy robbie anderson's only 28 i swear i thought he was like 33 it's just <laughs> Kind of like um, the other day, like I tweeted it out that I was like, Eric Ebron's only 28 or 29. <laughs> like, my God, he's like the oldest 29-year-old in the world. But, <laughs> but hey, you know, good good for Anderson. I like that. I Like I said, we're, when we get hot and bothered by wide receivers later, a little teaser, I like Anderson. So good for him on getting that money. DeAndre Swift, Lions head coach Dan Campbell, said he's concerned about DeAndre Swift's availability for week one against the 49ers. Swift has missed an awful lot of time this month, and uh, it's looking pretty scary. We actually, you know, um, we had a a listener question asking if we thought that Todd Gurley was going to sign with Detroit. I don't think so, but who knows? Maybe a veteran could be in Detroit's near future because if who else is the, who else is there? I mean, I know they have Williams. That- they have Williams, and then they have another rookie. The bigger thing with that, I don't think Todd Gurley is going to be the answer. I think if some, they sign somebody, it's going to be somebody that ends up getting cut when they are trimming down rosters. 
they could sign Todd Gurley. I just don't feel like that's the answer for their cost. And the other running backs, Jamar Jefferson from Oregon go, State. Yeah. He's like 5'10", 217, 21. A thick boy. He's, he's looked fair in preseason. Nothing great. Decent bench stash. Yeah. I have him in our Dynasty League. There you go. Just swooped him up after I put Michael Thomas on the IR. Uh, Carson Wentz looks like he's slated to start week one against the Seahawks. So Travis Etienne should find out whoever the foot doctor of Carson Wentz was. Cause he literally just had foot surgery like two weeks ago. Call him up. Get yeah. Stat. Get him on the hotline. Let's go. <laughs> like, cause I'm, cause they were talking about, you know, it's funny. Carson Wentz, this news, I think Philadelphia is more excited than Indianapolis about it because there was a, a caveat to the trade that they made that if Carson Wentz started like 70% of the games, they would get a first round pick. If it was less, it's like a second round pick. So, you know, Philadelphia is rejoicing, like, yes, play in week one. <laughs> yeah, it was a conditional pick on the trade. So, come on, Etienne, call him up. Let's get this fixed. Yeah, seriously. Rome and I both have shares of you, so let's get come in on, there. Man. Come on. <laughs> Looks like that's just about it. Did Lynn I miss Bowden Jr.'s place on the season-ending IR. I don't know if that's really that much news because I think he was like the fourth or fifth option as receiver in Miami. Yeah, but he was kind of – he had a little bit of uh, – I think I played quarterback and running back and receiver and tight end. He did a lot of things in that offense. It's weird though. Season-ending injury – or season-ending IR for a hamstring injury – the hell did he do to that thing? He must have ripped it right off the bone. That or it's going to be one of those things where they don't want to pay him, so they're going to just give him an injury settlement so they can cut him. Yeah, yeah it should be a possibility. And especially since I believe they traded for him, so they probably owe him a decent deal of money. I so, so, it, yeah. Especially because he was a second, third-round draft pick or whatever. I think he was a third or fourth to the Raiders. Yeah, so, so I mean, you know, so he's due a couple million dollars, but if you can get the injury settlement instead, you pay him like half the salary and he goes away and doesn't hit against your salary cap. So I think it's more of a move that way. He'll probably get claimed by somebody, but I I realistically, and I know, Rome, you were kind of uh, about in, not, I don't want to say lover, but you were like cool with him. You guys were like hooking up a little bit, but it wasn't, wasn't anything too serious. But I think his career just might be about over. I, I don't think it's going to pan out for him. Uh, probably not. We'll see, we'll see if he can rebound from the injury. If not, then it's probably yeah, the jigs up. Well, that'll uh, wrap it up for news and noise this week. Uh, or, I'm sorry, this episode. There wasn't a whole lot going on other than just massive news with Etienne. I mean, that just shocked the fantasy world. So today we have uh, – the hot and bothered and the pulling out section. Again, we're talking wide receivers, but before that, I kind of want to talk about some of these uh, mid to late round wide receivers. That you... Actually, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go right into it. And I'm sure names will pop up as we go along. Fish, who, who's got you all hot and bothered this year in wide receivers? My first hot and bothered wide receiver is somebody that you're going to have to stash for a little bit. But once he comes back, the value you're going to get should be really good, and that's Michael Thomas. He's falling pretty far down in drafts just because a little bit of the drama, a little bit of the injury. Considering that if he does come back healthy and Winston targets him, he could be your wide receiver one from the time he comes back on. I mean, he won't be – the season-long numbers won't be there, but the weekly numbers potentially could be there. Sure, to get the numbers, Michael Thomas is the 47th wide receiver off the board, which sounds insane because he was the wide receiver one, what, two years ago? He looks like his ADP is around 62 off the board, so you're looking at end of fifth round, beginning of the sixth round. You know what? I actually agree with you on that one. Draft him, throw him on your IR spot. The upside's there. I mean, because in the sixth round, so going around – Michael Thomas in the 60s. So you got your Kenny Galladay's, Jamar Chase, Russell Wilson, Chase Edmonds, Brandon Ayuk, Javante Williams. You know what? Give me the upside of Michael Thomas. I'll just let him sit on my bench for a couple weeks and see see what kind of upside we can have out of that. Right. And don't be surprised if in your league he falls even further. Uh, yeah. Kind of, you know, you could risk waiting even longer and then see if he's there in the seventh even. Some leagues he'll drop. Some leagues he'll probably get picked up in the fourth or fifth. So kind of play it by, you know, having talked in previous episodes, play it by what, what the other teams around you are doing. 
and make that decision based off what you're comfortable with. So my, my first wide receiver that's got me all hot and bothered, you know, we're talking about deep, deep dives. I really like Corey Davis this year. Um, I know it's not the sexiest name, you know, going to a new team. Uh, he's currently coming out at 112. So you're looking at like 10th round ish, 10th, 11th round, somewhere in there. He is the wide receiver. Where are you, Corey Davis? He is the 40th wide receiver off the board. But the thing is this, what I like about Corey Davis this year um, so far is he's been having great rapport so far with Zach Wilson. He's going to be the alpha wide receiver for the Jets. Just last year alone, he was the 30th wide receiver playing with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, it helps you have A.J. Brown on the other side. But, you know, he had 984 yards and five touchdowns. I think they're going to be calling his number an awful lot. And the thing is, it's like I said, 10th, 11th round value. Hey, t- to get the number one wide receiver that late in a draft. And I mean, it, his, it, you're not spending anything on him. So I, I like that value. Um, Zach Wilson's really been looking his way. Um, actually, I have it right here in the last preseason game that just happened two days ago. Davis caught four of six targets for 70 yards against the uh, Green Bay defense. Now, you know, granted, preseason, so some star defensive players, like, you know, I don't think Jair Alexander played. But, hey, Wilson's looking his way, and if they have this good chemistry this early, I like that. Give that to me all day. So now Rome has returned. Thank you for joining us back on the show, buddy. Who's got you all hot and bothered? All right, well, I got a couple guys that got me all hot and bothered here, but I'm going to go ahead and start at the top. I'm very hot and bothered by Allen Robinson. I think that he's, for what for the value he's going to produce, he's, what, a second, late second, third-round pick that could have wide receiver one upside. I mean, the guy is an absolute stud, and now with Fields hopefully being the guy within the first – couple of weeks i mean alan robinson's gonna take off people forget just how good he was at every single place he's been he's been good in chicago with uh nick Foles, trubisky let's i'll go ahead and this is the top of the chart here he made blake bortles look good the guy that's like a backup quarterback forever now he made him look good. He made him look like a stud. I think Allen Robinson has got a very – he's got an outside chance to be the wide receiver one. Yeah, well, Allen Robinson right now is the 10th wide receiver off the board. He is the 33rd overall, so that's, you know, middle, third round or so. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, think about it this way. You lock up two running backs, and then your wide receiver one is Allen Robinson. I don't hate that team at all. Can't go wrong with it. I'd be happy with it. Fish, who else got you hot and bothered? All right, my second guy that got me hot and bothered is Tyler Boyd. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people are high on Chase and Higgins. Tyler Boyd's always produced. I I understand that he's going to have be kind of more to the third receiver on the team, but where he's being drafted at, that value's there. Josh, you tweeted about it a few weeks back. Like I'll I'll take Boyd over both of them just because the value. You know, I think that's the best value on the team for where that are being drafted. Yeah. And like um, I said, he's t- always produced. Tyler Boyd right now is the wide receiver 33 coming off. Um, puts him 89th overall. So that's, was that, 7th, 8th round? No, actually, hang on. I'm bad at math. You're looking at like, eight, oh, actually, I guess that's going up because it was last I checked previous to this episode, he's getting drafted in the ninth and tenth round. And like you said, I tweeted about it. I was like, you know, you guys can have Chase and Higgins all day because they're, they're going two, three rounds earlier than Boyd. Boyd is more the, I think he's the slot guy, but either way, I mean, God, tenth round and, and huge upside on an offense that's going to throw 600 plus times. Right. You know, I, I would thing- take. A big thing for me that I try to consider in in receivers that aren't my wide receiver one are receivers that potentially could be playing with another receiver that might be taking double coverage and they're getting single coverage every time with the 
sec- second cornerback, maybe the third cornerback on the other team covering them, and just mis- mismatch. Shit, man, with Boyd, he's going to be inside. He's going to be playing slot. He's going to be covered by safeties and linebackers. He's going to eat them up. Next wide receiver's got me all hot and bothered. What's funny, it's it's counterintuitive because I don't like the quarterback, but I'm going to go with Jarvis Juice Landry. Um, right now, he is the wide receiver 41 off the board. He is 95th overall, so you're looking at like the 8th, ninth round, somewhere in there. I mean – it's it's a run first offense and you know they have OBJ but last year Jarvis Landry was the wide receiver 33 um previous to that wide receiver 12 18 with Baker so i mean still had 840 yards and he only had three touchdowns but I mean, if he gets a couple more touchdowns we're having a different conversation here especially in half point full point PPR formats I love Jarvis Landry for that. Like I said, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan at all. I, you know, Rome, you can attest. I've been, I'm anti Baker. I was, I've, I was anti Baker last year. I'm still anti Baker this year. It's just, but hey, for the value, you're getting him that late to get a guy who's going to be easily, like, okay, so he's he's the 40th something off the board. Would you be surprised if he ended up in the top 30? No. I mean, it's just the the talents there. I mean, we. Ta- I remember talking about it years ago with someone. If Jarvis Landry wasn't on Miami with Tannehill back when Tannehill was bad, like if he was on, if he was where Julian Edelman was in New England, he'd probably be the best slot receiver to ever play. That's huh. what you don't like that. No, <laughs> or is that no, too, I, too hot? No, I agree with you. I just think <laughs> I, I just feel like he did that last year, and I get it. He's been good for a lot of different years. But last year, he got that bump because Odell was down. I still think Odell is going to be absolutely the number one guy in that offense, barring any health concerns or if he can stay healthy, which he hasn't really proven. But if he does, I don't know. I can I can see that hitting Landry pretty hard. Yeah, but you know what, though? By, but I understand what you're saying, but Odell played in all 16 games in 2019. He was a wide receiver 25. Jarvis played all 16 games in 2019. He was wide receiver 12. So, you know, yeah, suck we'll a I'm, we can see how it goes. <laughs> I, I'm not saying he's going to be good. I'm just saying I like the value. Rome, yeah. who's got you hot and bothered? Well, I've, I've got two guys left here. I'm going to go ahead and with a guy that I feel is just a little spicier right now. I really, really am hot and bothered. And for our listeners from last year, they'll probably remember LaVishka Chenault, baby. He <laughs> is the man. All right. And it's finally, I'm finally hearing things out of the camp that he's kicking ass, taking names, doing everything that this guy was supposed to be doing coming out. I couldn't be more excited for what he's actually going to bring to the table to this offense. I mean, at this point, the, the Etienne news sucks, right? For fantasy, it's terrible. I 100% think that losing him, because he was going to take slot reps, I think that LaVisca Chenault is going to take all those reps and maybe even some carries. He may take some carries. He played, he played everything at Colorado. The guy is just an absolute animal. I couldn't be more excited for LaVisca Chenault. And I think where you can get him in most drafts, the value is is unbelievable. Yeah, well, uh, LaVisca Chenault is the 42nd wide receiver off the board going at 102 overall. So you're looking at middle of the eighth round, beginning of the ninth round. I I, I agree with you 100% with, with Etienne being out. I think those slants, he, you know, he gets carries out of the backfield too. So, I mean, I, I love it. Fish, I see you nodding in agreement. Yeah, I was – just looking at something as well over here. He had he put 14 games last year. He had 600 yards, five touchdowns. He's bound to make a jump with better quarterback play. So I'd, I'd say you could probably expect him to I'd project him at around 850 yards with seven touchdowns on the season, and that's where, where he's at. That's great value. Yeah. Fish, who else got you hot and bothered? Let me look at my list here really quick. Actually, I'll tell you what. I, I got one for you guys. All right. I love me. Well, same team. 
Marvin Jones. He is the God, where is he? I have to scroll down. He is 125th off the board. So you're looking at, you know, 10th plus, you know, end, middle 10th, end of the beginning of the 11th. Man, I am really scrolling down. I can't even find <laughs> There he is. He is wide receiver 48 off the board. Now, the thing that I like about Marvin Jones, again, costs you absolutely nothing. He had back-to-back. He's the only wide receiver. Now, don't quote me on this because Matthew Barry said it, so I'm, I'm going to take it as true. But he's the only wide receiver in fantasy football that had back-to-back seasons of nine touchdowns. Got to throw to somebody. I do like DJ Chark. But see, I don't know. I like all the weapons. They don't have a good defense. They're going to be throwing the ball. You know, you got DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault. You got Marvin Jones. He's a proven touchdown maker. I like Marvin Jones. Again, so you're getting him in the 12th round. Who cares? Take a dart throw. Why not? Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, very similar to Chenault. I mean, he's you're going to get value there, 100%. Speaking of value, my next guy that's got me hot and bothered had a lot of people hot and bothered a couple of years ago as probably the number one overall pick in a lot of draft formats, Antonio Brown. I think that people that are sleeping on this guy because he fucking went loco, I mean, it happens. While we all watched it, it was very publicized. The way it went down, it was it was crazy how it went down. But it's like, you know, the guy lost his fucking mind. I, don't, I can't tell you exactly what was going on. But what I can tell you is what's coming out of camp from Bruce Arians himself saying that he's running around. He's looking faster than he ever has. Bruce Arians, you got to remember, coached him in Pittsburgh. He was a quarterback coach with when Roethlisberger and a bunch of those guys when AB was there. He says he's running around like he was back then. How the hell are you going to cover this guy? You want to talk about a slot, an X, a Y, a Z, whatever you want to put him at. This guy is going to be a stud, and I can see him 100% catching 10 touchdowns. I mean, how, how many touchdowns did he catch last year in like six games? He caught like four, uh, something like that. Antonio Brown. He had four touchdowns last year, but no, I, I agree with you on that. The value is awesome. He's wide receiver 39. So actually his ADP has gone up quite a bit because yeah. uh, he's coming off boards at 104, which puts him uh, end of the eighth, beginning of the ninth round. But real, I was seeing him going in the 10th through 12th rounds. People I think are kind of afraid of him because of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But remember, Shut he up. lives with Tom Brady. Tom Brady wanted him both times in New England and Tampa Bay. So I, I agree with you on that. To me, he'd be the – like, why spend up on Godwin or Evans when you can get Brown in the 10th round? Yep. It makes more sense to me. All right, my found my last guy. I was going to talk about Darnell Mooney, but I feel like he's getting a lot of traction now. And I, th- I think his value is still there, but I wanted to pivot somebody who's not getting quite as much traction, and that's gonna somebody who's going to be a wide receiver one for their team probably, maybe a wide receiver two depending – He's going as the 59th off the board, and that's at the receiver position, 166 overall, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar last season had 48 receptions, 896 yards for eight touchdowns. He was with the Raiders, and now he's in New England. But I I could see his numbers being pretty close to the same this season. I don't don't hate that pick at all. Uh, um, I've actually been reading a lot of good stuff about Nelson Aguilar in the offseason. Plus, right now in New England – you know, Jacoby Myers banged up. Nikhil Harry wants to go play somewhere else. So, got to throw to somebody. And Aguilar's been a touchdown. You know, he, he was, he, like you just said, he had a good stat line last year with Derek Carr. Now you're going with Cam Newton or Mac Jones, who are both, let's be honest, they're probably better than Derek Carr, both of them. So, I mean, I saw the face from him. You don't think so? I don't know about, I don't know about that. I well, like still, you know what I mean. I like Cam this year. I think he's finally healthy. But I feel like they brought in a lot of weapons, man. That Kendrick Bourne is there from he was a guy from the Niners last year that gained a lot of traction. They brought him in in the offseason. Jacoby Myers, it's not a season-long injury. He'll be back and he's been looking damn good. And I don't even like saying that cuz he's not my guy. Yeah. You've also got Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been looking okay. I feel like Aguilar will benefit from a guy like Newton Moore. Because Aguilar is that deep threat. You know what I'm saying? He's the, he's the knock-it-off-the-top guy. He's been like that since he was at SC. 
But I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't necessarily say and the reason I made that face is I think Derek Carr is pretty damn good for uh, what they've when they when they gave him weapons, he was pretty damn great. Yeah. Crabtree and Cooper. The uh, the last wide receiver I want to talk about that's got me all hot and bothered. I was actually talking about it pre-show. Robert Woods. Now, granted, it, it, it's it's a high-ish draft capital player. Um, he is the wide receiver thirteen off boards, um, which puts him at where are you? Forty-four overall. So you're looking at like end of the fourth round. But the thing is this. This guy, I think he's an absolute fantasy stud. He's now playing with, you know, a much better quarterback than Goff. Realistic, like, this is probably the best quarterback Robert Woods has ever had in his career. You know, because he's been with Goff for a few years. And who was the Buffalo quarterback back then? Um, J.P. Losman? Or, <laughs> I don't know if it was that you, far You know, back. Like, like, but see, that's like, no one, rem- <laughs> like, who, who knows? No one knows. No, Buffalo <laughs> fans don't even remember. But, I mean, he's coming in with the best quarterback he's ever had. You know, they lost Cam Akers, so I think they're going to be throwing more. So, like I said, my thing is, so he's coming on, He's coming at the end of the fourth round, and, and I even asked you guys, and both of you said no. Like, would you be surprised if Robert Woods finished in the top ten? No. I mean, I, I like him. I, I think the upside's there. So, I mean, if, hypothetically speaking, let's say you started your draft with Travis Kelsey in the first round, you know, a, a decent running back in the second round – maybe another running back in the third round. And then you got Robert Woods as your wide receiver one. So you got Kelsey, two running backs and Robert Woods. I don't hate that team. Uh-uh. So they could win a title. Any other names you guys want to throw out there? Or are we pulling out now? Would you pull out game strong? I think it's time to pull out. I got, I got two kids, but I'm getting better at it. Fish. Let, let's, let's use, let's have you start us <laughs> off. Who, who, who you, who do you not want to end the night with? Who are you pulling out on? Who's who, it's two in the morning and you're like, ugh, they're not doing it. I don't want to have Jamar Chase on my team. That's not to say that he's going to be bad by any means, but he's going off. Let me find him here. As the, I see him here, 65 overall, the 24th receiver. He's going around Odell Beckham, Chase Claypool, Juju, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. I'd much rather have most of those receivers over him, and as I touched on with the guy I'm hot and bothered by, I prefer Boyd on that team just for the value. Yeah, no, that's the thing. You know, he's coming off in the fifth round. Like with, I, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, Chase is a sexy name, but he's not a name that I'm really looking for in drafts. I, I have zero shares of him currently, and it really doesn't upset me about that. I also want somebody in that area that's, unless it's a running back, because running backs are a little more of a hot commodity, but. A receiver in that range, I want someone who's more proven. Not that he's not been a great receiver where he's played so far, but he's never played in a full NFL game. I want someone that's got that NFL experience, that reliability. Sure. Yeah. Rome, who are, you, who are you pulling out on? Who's grossing you out? All right. Uh, it's not necessarily just grossing me out because like, I'll take him for the right price. Actually, I'll, but I'll, I just... I'll pause you right there. Let, let's be clear. This isn't us saying don't draft these people at all. All we're saying is the 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 capital you're putting into these people, we just don't like their draft position. Every player to me is appealing if the price is correct. It's just right now we're saying don't, at least us personally, don't overpay for these players. It's nothing personal. It's not like like – like yesterday with running backs, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't like J.K. Dobbins. Well, yeah, I do like him. It's just I don't want to draft him in the second round. So, right. okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Right. Nah, here we go. This is – and, again, people may people may hate him, man, and I'll take all the smoke. You mean all of it. Justin Jefferson, for the Oof. price you're paying for this guy, I don't think it's worth it. I may take him in, like, the third round. Look, I get it. He was a fucking stud last year, right? For that couple game stretch that he was, uh, I don't know, he was a wide receiver seven at the end of the year, and that's all great. It's the sophomore year. I just think that he's not going to be able to duplicate exactly what he did in Minnesota last year. I, it's just a gut feeling. It's a weird one. I know people are going to probably hate it. I just feel it. It's not going to be the same for good old Justin Jefferson. 
Yeah, well, right now, Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver eight coming off board. He is going out 26th overall. So you're looking at end of the second, beginning of the third. But realistically, as ADPs get more clear, he'll probably be end to mid second round. So, I mean, me personally, I'd rather have a running back there instead. Um, I, I kind of agree with you in the sense that, like I said, I would take Jefferson, but that is a very expensive price to pay for that young man. Me, I'm going to take a guy who, you know, he's proven to be good every year. I just, I, I mean, even last year he was the wide receiver 11, but it's Mike Evans again, you know, Hey, give me all the smoke. Just like Rome was saying, he is the wide receiver 12, 13. Uh, he's going 35 overall. So, I mean, you're getting him in the third round. So, I mean, you have wide receiver one upside there, obviously, but my thing is this. Now we have a full season with Antonio Brown, uh, Tom Brady, what a father! What if this is the the Peyton Manning year where he's just throwing uh, helium inflated balloons down the field and he can't find a target? You know, so I just I don't. I mean, honestly, if Mike Evans ends up the wide receiver eight again, I'm not surprised because he's a touchdown machine. But remember, he had that one game. Remember, there was a, a a streak he had where he'd have one catch a game for one yard and a touchdown. He was the Jordan Howard of wide receiver. So I mean, his numbers his numbers to me were kind of fluffed up a bit i mean he's he kind of reminds me of like a a very expensive adam thielen he scores touchdowns but the yards aren't there it's just but now like i said this year with a healthy full season of antonio brown i'm just that's way too rich for my blood i mean i i hear you on that one i just have like i don't know he's he's put together a nice little career right he said he's one, the one guy with let's see He's had seven consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, multiple seasons of having 10-plus touchdowns. Again, look, if Brady's arm falls off, then the whole team is going to struggle. Then me and me loving up on Antonio Brown, turn that sideways and stick it up your candy ass. Thanks, Rock. But that's that's what's going to happen. Like If Tom Brady doesn't cut it, this whole team is a, it's an absolute grease fire. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying with Evans, but the, you can't deny, you know, the thousand yards for seven consecutive years. I don't even think anybody's done that that's in the league right now. Probably not. But but my point with him, though, is Mike Evans. Actually, yeah, I guess around Mike Evans in terms of ADP right now, you got Alan Ro- Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, David Montgomery, Alan Robinson, Josh Jacobs. CeeDee Lamb, Miles Sanders, Julio, Henderson, Cooper. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it, but I don't know. All good receivers. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. Full disclosure to the listeners. I had a very tough time trying, trying to find someone I don't like. I mean, the value for everybody is actually pretty decent. I was just trying to be – like I said, my, my thing is, you know – I think the the upside for Evans is there clearly. He had seven, every year he's had a thousand yards, and that's amazing. He, you know, with those with, with that trajectory, first ballot Hall of Famer. My thing is though is just don't be surprised if you pay a third round, second, third round price for a wide receiver, and then he ends up with a thousand yards and two touchdowns because Antonio Brown. I don't know. Like I, said, I, I don't know. I might be wrong, but hey, that that's that. That's what we do here. People can be wrong. Fish is yucky too. Who who are you pulling out on? So I'm pulling out on somebody in that same range of players. Uh, Julio Jones. I like Julio Jones as a player. He's been great. I kind of think that it's going to be the beginning of the end for Julio Jones. Just a downturn. Not terrible, but just we're going to start seeing the injuries are going to be more consistent. He's going to miss practices, which is not a big deal. It's Julio Jones. But around that range, when you can take a Robert Woods type of player, I'd much rather prefer that over Julio Jones. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you on that. Julio Jones, he's going 40th overall. So you're looking at mid-fourth round, beginning you know, mid-fourth round. He's the wide receiver 17 off the board. But wide receivers going out. After Julio, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, I would probably take all of those guys over Julio Jones. Um, in our pre-show meeting, Rome was trying to trade fish 
Julio Jones and Fish was having none of it. Let's let's put some clarity on that. He was trying to trade me Julio Jones for James Robinson in a dynasty league. Straight up, yeah. Hey man, you you can't you gotta you gotta appreciate the confidence. Yeah, but I you know, so. I, I, I see it. Like I, I like Julio Jones, but that's kind of an expensive price to pay for him in terms of redraft. Um you know, hey, like I said, just like everything else we've been saying, if they fall, if the price is correct, I will one hundred percent take it. But that's a pretty, pretty steep Absolutely. price to pay for Mr. Julio football jones. Uh Rome, who who else you pulling out on? All right, I'm I'm gonna be pulling. You know, actually, real quick, because I even looked it up. It was intriguing me. Mike Evans even had he had a thousand yards or eleven hundred and then twelve hundred yards in college. He hasn't played a season where he hasn't had a thousand yards. I might be in love with this guy. He might be a guy I want now more. All right, are you but, getting all hot and bothered? <laughs> so we we add Mike Evans. You're hot and bothered, bothered by Mike Evans. All right, here we go. The guy that I don't like, and I touch on it from our show that we just did last night with the running backs, Chase Claypool. I, I'm not a big Pittsburgh Steeler guy right now. The offensive line, what I talked about with Ben yesterday, not being able to probably stay healthy, he's just going to be a walking ice bag. Every After every game, after every practice, I would imagine he's just taking shots constantly. But Chase Claypool is the third – in my opinion, he's the third option in a three-headed monster that is that wide receiving core. Deontay Johnson seems to be the guy they like to push the hardest. Juju Smith, he needs he needs a Batman because he ain't, he ain't Batman. He needs to be a Robin. But uh, I don't know if, if Chase Claypool is going to get the love that he needs to kind of produce at the level that everybody's expecting him to. Yeah, well, Chase Claypool right now is the wide receiver 27. He is going out at 69th, 70th. So that's, you know, sixth-ish round. You know, that that's a pretty steep price to pay for, a, you know, a second or third option wide receiver for a team, um, especially when if you look at the wide receivers going around him, you got Kenny Galladay, T. Higgins, Odell Beckham, Jerry Judy, Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, you know. So, I mean, all very good options. Now, Claypool does have the touchdown upside. You know, the guy, Mapletron, as they like to call him. He He's a very talented player, but I, I see what you're getting at. Fish, are you, you in agreement? I see some discomfort in your face. Yeah, my big thing is it's so hard to pick what receiver is going to pan out in Pittsburgh, and it's been that way for a while. Yeah. You either pick one of them and they miss, or you pick one and get lucky. Yeah, and but it seems Antonio to be one. But but Pittsburgh Antonio Brown was a whole monster like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is they haven't had a guy since him that is a monster like that. It was supposed to be Juju. Yeah. They won. Yeah, and even with Antonio Brown, Juju broke out that one year. Uh, what? That was a while ago. Now, Mike broke out when AB was still there. He needed him. After That's that, what I'm saying. He broke he, he broke out that year, and even then, Juju was really the guy to have on Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, my thing. You know what? We could loop loop lump them in together with uh, my my last hot and or I'm sorry, the last guys I'm pulling out with. It's the entire Baltimore Ravens uh, uh, wide receiver core. I want none of them. Like we, you know. So, so okay, so Hollywood Brown, you know, he gets the. 45 yard touchdown catch you those are fluky you can't predict those you're not me personally i would never feel comfortable starting hollywood brown in my lineup rashad bateman you know rookie sometimes come on slow i yeah i just i don't like any of them give me none of them like for me it'd be mark andrews or nothing he's their wide receiver one and then you know what like i said throw in the pittsburgh wide receiver core for that matter too i'm not interested in any of them for their price like deontay johnson i mean if i had to pick any wide receiver from pittsburgh it would be deontay johnson because he's like their de facto number one but i mean i'm looking at his uh you know he so he has good games where he went you know 12 for 111 but then he has a four for 40 you know so it's you can't really like you said you don't know who's going to be the pittsburgh wide receiver that's way too tough to predict so, I mean, I, I, I'm out on Baltimore. I'm out on Pittsburgh. It's just the price. And, and, yes, the Baltimore receivers are cheap. 
I, I think the highest one would probably be Hollywood Brown. I probably should have looked that up before I started shitting all over them. But I mean, I don't know. Like I, I just I'm not. I've never been big on any of the Baltimore wide receivers since Steve Smith Senior with Joe Flacco. I mean, it's just I I don't want it. I I don't like Lamar. He threw for two thousand yards. Like what? What? Like good lord. I mean, I don't know. Lamar Jackson's the best running back in football, who just happens to be at the quarterback position. You know, he's yeah, essentially he's essentially just they they run the wildcat offense. He's Ronnie Brown in Miami. You know, so it's obviously I'm being facetious, but it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't like Lamar Jackson. I mean, the rushing upside is there. Like when we did our consensus top 10 quarterbacks, he's a top 10 quarterback because of the rushing upside, but I just don't like him as a quarterback. So, I mean, to, to pay, to give me any other wide receiver on the board, I'll take a backup running back. I I just, I don't want any Baltimore wide receivers. I can see that it's, it's too inconsistent of a play. Like, yeah, you might have a game or a few games, but you're not going to know when to start him and when to sit him. Yeah, like I said, take take Mark Andrews in the fifth, sixth round. I'd be fine with that versus any other wide receivers. Yeah, it's what you said. There's no way to predict it, man. The best, the highest upside is of the receivers would probably be Brown. He'll have the highest ceiling because he can take the 40, 50, 60-yard bombs and score touchdowns with them. Other than that, you're looking at Rashad Bateman, who, man, I like, but already dealing with an injury before week one, uh, I'll, I'll pass. Maybe Sammy Watkins. Maybe we get the resurgence, but it's really, really doubtful. Yeah, like, for instance, I'm looking up Hollywood Brown stats. He's actually their highest-ranked wide receiver right now at 116 overall. So, I mean, you're looking at double-digit rounds, but, you know. So, look, five for 101. Hell, yeah. Awesome. Five for 42, two for 13, four for 86, six for 77, a touchdown. So that's good. One for three, three for 38, two for 14, zero. So, I mean, that's yucky. Just keep that, keep that away from me, please. (laughs) Anyone else you guys are not interested in? Well, man, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, there's there's others that, that are way down the list, but. Nothing that makes a splash. To reiterate what we said, this isn't other than me just completely shitting on Baltimore's receiver core. This <laughs> is you can draft these players, draft these players, draft Mike Evans, draft Claypool, draft these guys. It's just be weary of and like I said, take take the time during the draft. Look at your roster. Look at what other people have. Take the time. Don't make hasty decisions. Don't get, you know, oh, he took a wide receiver. I should take a wide receiver. He took a running back. I should take a running back. Look at your roster. Take a look. So, just, but then, but just be aware of who's around. You know, like and then like plus, like I said before, ADP doesn't really mean anything. If you got your guy, get your guy. Uh, but I don't know. I just I, we keep harping on that a lot. But I feel that that's very important going into. Drafts. I think that's important to harp on, right? ADP is the average place that they're picked which means that some people are picking him above where they should they're typically going and some are below that's where you need to make these decisions where on some of these players will i wait to see if they may swing back around the next round and if they do then i'll pick them up because of that value increase but where that where, where they're being drafted on average you know if we're high on them we'll take them for our personal opinions above that average if we're low on them we won't take them until it's below that average but like right now like kind of like how we were talking about like like just be wary of what's still on the board because like when you're saying how you don't like chase claypool around chase chase claypool you have Cortland sutton dj chark jerry judy debo samuel robbie anderson tyler boyd like i would take all of those guys over chase claypool now yeah he has the touchdown upside but those are some big names around there and plus as we're going through these lists God damn is wide receiver deep this year. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Wide receiver is so deep this year. You know, I do have another one that I mentioned as somebody I, – I wouldn't say um, super high on them, but somebody that is a good value. They're probably drafted right around where they should be. Let me see where he's being drafted at because it's going to be down there. Uh, but it's Russell Gage. He's going 60 wide receiver overall. Yeah. He's They're probably going to have to throw a lot. Last year, he had 786 yards, four touchdowns. He'll probably get more target share now that Julio's gone. He could be a nice later-round bench spot for you, someone that you could plug in and 
once you see exactly how it's performing after a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I have one more actually too that I that I'm really kind of liking is uh, Brian Edwards with the Las Vegas okay. Raiders. I know he he kind of had a rough a rough freshman year, if you will, in the NFL. Didn't really do much. What he did at South Carolina was really really special. I mean, this guy was a senior. He played all four years. He was a stud. I think this is the year he's going to bust out. He's going to outproduce Ruggs with with uh, Aguilar gone. He's going to be the next guy in line. You're not going to have to spend out. Well, you could probably get him in like the 13th, 14th round. He's a guy you can take as a real late flyer with huge upside. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. You know what? Actually, I'm going to throw one more in because there's no way it's going to last this long. Marquez Calloway. My my new my second boyfriend to Antonio Gibson, he is going off as the wide receiver ninety three off of boards. He is going at one eighty overall, so that is the fifteenth round. That my friends, I call that ultimate value. Now he won't last in the fifteenth if anybody's been paying attention to what's been going on, but the fact that you could probably get him in the Eleventh, twelfth round, and he's going to be the wide receiver one for New Orleans until Michael comes back. And who knows? What if Michael gets traded or stays out the whole year or comes back and just kind of sucks? Callaway had those two monster touchdowns with Jameis Winston, who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints, according to Rappaport, which is a very credible source. So I believe that. Why not take a shot at Callaway and you're getting him for free, literally free. Like it doesn't get much cheaper than that. He's at, at his current ADP, he's a waiver wire pickup. So, I mean, obviously, like I said, it's not going to last like once drafts roll around. But if you're in your redraft league and you're at that 12th, 13th round and you're looking at kickers and defenses, pick up Callaway. Yeah, I agree. So, I'm not super high on Callaway. I, I got I to see more than two catches, but hey, he's, he looked good doing it. Damn I mean, there's nothing to there's nothing to lose really is kind of the point yeah. there. So what you drop you drop him in week two. I mean who cares? Exactly. So, but I, I think it's probably a good place to wrap it up in a nice tidy package for y'all peoples. Um, hey, thanks for listening, guys, and, and supporting the show. If you want to get in touch with us, you can get us on the sh- socials at filthy fball show on Twitter, filthy fantasy football show on Instagram. Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com if you want to write us in. You know, hey, go tell your friends to like, subscribe, follow us. Get at us. Let's help you. Thank you for listening. King Josh, Josh is the king. Big roll. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one,